Hello and welcome back to the pre-shift podcast presented by 7 Shifts. My name is DJ and I'll be your host bringing you everything you need to know about running better restaurants. On this episode, we're joined by Kelly Phillips of Destination Unknown Restaurants. My name is Kelly Phillips and I'm a co-owner and a director of hospitality for Destination Unknown Restaurants. Destination Unknown Restaurants is based in Washington, D.C. and currently has three concepts. Destino, a modern Mexican restaurant, Las Camelas Taqueria, and Ghost Burger, a ghost kitchen who counts President Biden and Vice President Harris as recent guests. Kelly and I get to chatting about their employee-first approach, how they are able to pay a salary to many of their employees, and hopes for the future of restaurants. But first, Kelly shares how they got started. My husband and I are, you know, we've always worked in the restaurant industry, um, you know, through college and, you know, earlier in our careers. Um, and we just loved restaurants and it was always something, it was always a passion, whether whenever we were traveling, we were traveling based on which restaurants we wanted to check out and which cuisines we were curious about learning. With this passion, you know, we started doing dinner parties at home. We started making cocktails for friends. And um, we quickly became interested in Mexican cuisine. Um, I am part Mexican. My grandmother is from Northern Mexico. Um, So it's always been something that I wanted to learn more about and to feel connected to. So, um, you know, we started cooking Mexican food at home. We became really interested in, in agave spirits. So mezcal and tequila. And then our first trip to Oaxaca in Southern Mexico was in 2014. We were doing a little R&D because we we thought maybe we'd open, you know, a small cocktail bar highlighting mezcal. We both, um, we traveled there and we um, found this program that would uh, train you to become a master mezcal year. Um, so it's basically like a song, but for agave spirits. Um, so we both uh, studied and participated in the program. And then we uh, came back to D.C. Um, and we found our first location. Um, it was in Shaw in Northwest DC, not too far from the White House and the convention center. And, you know, we got started and it was kind of crazy at first. Obviously, the first couple of years, you're figuring out what to do and, and better yet, like what not to do. We learned pretty quickly. You know, we opened our second restaurant during the pandemic. So in 2021, we opened a Las Canales, um, uh, President Biden came to visit us a few months after opening on Cinco de Mayo of all days. And um, it really took off. Obviously, that was a really big deal for us. Um, and so we opened Destino in, in, the, in the winter of 2021. That practice started early in the pandemic, but has continued on into 2023 and is not going anywhere anytime soon. If you're ordering takeaway, you don't really tip. It's not really a huge thing. You know, a lot of our staff um, were like, oh no, like we don't have tips. What do we do? And we really wanted to take care of them. I think everyone in the world, you know, we were thinking about kindness and empathy and really thinking about each other, um, which was, I, I don't know, like of all the terrible things that happened during the pandemic, that was something that really did bring people together. It was very like a huge moment. Um, so, trying to figure out how to pay people fairly and incentivize the come to work and just to make it more sustainable. We shifted to uh, what we call a professional wage. And we call it that because, um, you know, there's this term living wage and whatever, but we want to treat this like a career, you know, um, it's my career. 
many of the many of our employees, it's something they want to do for the rest of their lives. They're committed. They love it. They've been doing it for a long time. We wanted to bring dignity to this job. I know we've we've heard about you know all the way that restaurant workers can be mistreated and taken advantage of. And for us, we wanted to show there's a different way to do it. Now, doing something so radical does not come easy. Given that it was during the pandemic, though, the appetite was there for it among staff. It provided them with stability during pandemic uncertainty. And in 2023, it provides them with more stability against the weather and the ebbs and flows of business. I think there was a, a lot of um, like buy-in from them because they, they needed stability. And they were like, okay, this is weird. We're used to, we're used to being paid, you know, like a tip minimum. We're, we're going to try it. We really, we really want to, you know, see, see how this works. And it kind of stuck. And, you know, like 2020, we're now coming up on three years of doing this in 2023. Um, we also looked at wages across the board. So we looked at back of house, we looked at front of house, we looked at, you know, bartenders and what do, what did everyone make prior to this? And if you look at it, you know, most servers, most bartenders, they do really well on weekends. Fridays, Saturdays, they, you know, make a lot of money. Slower days, Mondays, Tuesdays, you know, um, lunch, lunch uh, service, they don't make anything. You know, they, it's really up and down. It's very unstable. Your job, just like any other career, like if you show up for work, you get paid, right? If they're working, they get paid, right? It's raining, snowing outside. They're okay. They're, they're, they're getting paid. And in the restaurant world, it's not like that. If it's raining outside, you're not making much money and you know, you're probably going home early. So we really wanted to create stability for people. Um, and we thought it would make them even better at what they do because they don't, that, that stress is removed from them. Um, you know, they're not thinking about how they're going to pay their rent. Um, and they know what they're going to make. We're open, we're transparent. Um, and they feel respected and they feel connected to what we're doing and they want to stay. And that's how you get people that stay and become managers or become chefs and maybe they become partners. And, you know, that's the kind of business I want to run where we have people that are really growing with us because it makes us better. It makes our guests happier knowing that people are taken care of and they're going to see the same people when they come in. Destination Unknown's payment structure has had a positive impact on guest experience as well, and that stellar guest experience helps staff in the form of bonuses based on online review scores. Here's how it works. When we present the bill at the end, there is a service charge included, and we're very transparent when we drop the check. We do a service charge in lieu of tipping. Everything's included. There's no signature needed. Thank you so much for joining us. So it's just a little, you know, note that we we make sure to mention to everybody because there's a lot of confusion now. Some people are doing the service charge and with a tip line, we just removed it from the equation. Um, you know, if somebody wants to leave a little extra in cash, that's totally up to them. But our servers, you know, will say, oh, no, I'm on salary. Like, you know, please just come back and see me again. Or please leave me a review on Google. Um, that would be very good to me because they, they there is a bonus incentive for them you know so if if we have if we up, uphold our scores on google and yelp they'll, they'll get a bonus at the end of the month 
part of this was trying to get people used to not tipping and it was like a little like bonus for them. Um, so if we, you know, hit our, our scores on Google and Yelp, they get review or they get a bonus um, at the beginning of the month. So it has to be for the entire month. So we've held this score the entire time we've been open. It, it, it dropped once for, for 24 hours. And I said, oh my God, our 4.8 dropped to 4.7. Let's just be careful. And then they all asked their regular sleep review and, and the next day it was back up to 4.8. So they take it very seriously and it is fun. You know, we try to have fun with it because just being able to do that, it's, it's a point of pride for us. For them, I think it's more pride than like, yes, the extra money is nice, but for them, it's like, they, they really take it seriously. If paying a salary to restaurant workers was easy, it'd be commonplace. But the razor-thin margins that restaurants operate on makes it difficult to do so. Relying on tips and adapting schedules is how restaurants have stayed in the black, often at the expense of employee stability. But Kelly and her team are finding a way to make it work. It's still sustainable, a sustainable model for us. We've been able to do it for three years, but we definitely make more money during the warmer months. And then in the winter, you know, our team goes down a little bit and you know, it shifts to mainly the full-timers. A lot of our students, you know, they have less shifts in the winter, but they know in the spring and summer they're going to pick up more shifts. But we have this core team on salary, and, you know, we certainly try to run very lean in the winter. But it works for us, and I'd say if you're going to implement this, you really need to make it work and look at, you know, how this works for your for your team. And I'm not saying you can put everybody on salary overnight. That's really difficult to do. Um, it's something we would love to be able to do. But, you know, we have a few, we have a core, small core team that are on salary and everybody else is, is you know, paid that professional wage. Now, it took a little work to figure out which positions are salaried and which would remain hourly. But once they figured it out, they began to see their business grow with the new rattle as a big reason behind it. 35 to 40 hours is kind of what their goal is. And we really look at you as almost a leader on the team, like a manager in a way. It's a real position that we've created. Um, it is focused on great reviews because that is what gets people in the door. When people see our reviews, they come in. It makes us even busier. Um, and so that kind of like feeds into it. Like that makes our business um, more predictable, more sustainable. Obviously, we have, you know, the winter season, that is a challenge for us. But we've seen growth. We've seen growth with this model. We've seen more regular guests coming. Um, because the servers and bartenders are not trying to get people to spend a million dollars. Like they just want people to come back again and again. They're not, they're not trying to get a tip. So it's not a transactional relationship between the employee and guests. It's more, you know, you're a regular, let's make sure you have a great time and come back and tell all your friends. It's also had a huge impact on the team as a way of avoiding burnout and leading to a happier staff overall. So the impact has been more consistency with us. Like we have the strongest team we've ever had, the highest reviews we've ever had, the lowest turnover we've ever had. And, and turnover is crushing people, crushing restaurants right now. And we haven't experienced that. And, and I have to think that it's, you know, our wage model that is the reason. 
that's definitely been the impact. You know, could we be making more money if we were paying people less? Of course. But would we be struggling to staff? Would we be struggling with, with reviews? And, you know, we would be struggling if, if we weren't doing this. So by doing the right thing, I actually think it is better for our restaurants in the long term. And over time, like I've seen, I've seen the returns. I've seen employees that treat the business like it's theirs. Like they're not shareholders per se, but in that same regard. Well, some of them, yeah. So um, actually one of our employees is a partner now in the newer restaurants. And then uh, two of our former employees are now partners who opened the first restaurant uh, with us or, you know, around that time. So, so in a way, like, you know, that can happen. And the more restaurants I open, the more opportunities I have to promote people or to make them part of this, to create more opportunities for them. It's clear that for Destination Unknown, this model works. So why isn't it something that more restaurants are doing? And is it viable for the industry as a whole? It is the future. It, it, this is what we need to look at because right now, restaurants are a little bit broken and people are catching on to it quickly and they're fed up. Um, and I think, and it's not just restaurants, other businesses too. I think a lot of people are understaffed right now and you're seeing workers just, you know, they're stretched too thin and, and they're giving bad, bad customer service or bad whatever because of that, because they're not paid well. Wages needed to go up. That definitely needed to happen. And I'm really happy that it has happened. But, you know, um, I think a lot of in the restaurant industry, we're used to, you know, having very thin margins to work with. And I think a lot of people are afraid to change. Um, but if you don't change, sometimes you don't make it right. So you really have to take that risk and, and invest in your people. And, um, you know, that's kind of the advice that I give people. But um, we all want to be profitable at the end of the day. But if we don't have happy people, like to me, I just wouldn't feel right not taking care of people in some way and not being a good employer. And Kelly believes that it's a fear of change that's preventing many restaurants from exploring this route. In America, it feels so radical to stray from the path. Citing Europe as inspiration, Kelly maintains that this idea isn't that radical. No, it's not this wild, crazy thing that I'm doing. I'm just trying to make moves to like offer people something that's more stable. And, um, you know, it, it can work. Is it possible for any restaurant to start doing this? Kelly believes so. But you don't have to jump in with both feet. Kelly's advice? Start small. If it's something that scares you, you can try. Maybe you have an employee that has been with you for a really long time and, you know, they're open to this. There's some trust there already. Um, you can try shifting them the salary and they'll see. I mean, it takes a little time, but they'll see like you end up making more, right? Because everyone thinks, oh, like Friday night I made this much money. They'll say that that's what they made right? They'll, everyone wants to like inflate what they make. But consistently over time, we looked at what people were making and they're actually making more now with us than they were before. And that was kind of how we structured our salaries. So I think if you look at what an employee is making in a year on average, and then you add five or 6% to that, they will quickly buy into it because they know they, they just, you know, everyone wants to make a little more, right? And if it's promised, if it's guaranteed, you know, why wouldn't they try it? Why wouldn't they be open to it? So I think start small, 
that's kind of what we did. We started with like one or two people. And then, you know, we've had four or five, six people on salary consistently um, since, since doing this, not including management. So that was servers, bartenders on salary and it worked. Thank you for joining us for the pre-shipped podcast presented by Seven Shifts. Be sure to follow us on social media for new episodes and bonus content. And as always, my inbox is open, dj at sevenshifts.com. Let me know what you think of the show, who you want to hear, or just say hello. We'll see you next time.